podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which not much is happening because it's a Wednesday in the middle of a week where we don't play because we are out of Europe, unfortunately. We have a couple of days ahead of us waiting for this Aston Villa game on Saturday, which feels like a big one because obviously they've been in very, very good form since Unai Emery took over and they represent the biggest test to us in this run of games that we've been on. Now, they've lost their last two away from home. Prior to that, they'd been quite good away from home under Emery. So we'll see how that one plays out. But if we can get through that, we should beat Southampton quite comfortably on the final day and end the season with 71 points. And then it's down to what United and what Newcastle manage. Now, the crying has already started from Newcastle. Robert Jones, who's from the Wirral, has been appointed to referee their game on Thursday against Brighton. And certain corners of Newcastle's fan base are having themselves a big old cry about that. They have no evidence or knowledge regarding who he supports, what his allegiances are, but they're having themselves a big old cry we have been refereed by two referees from Greater Manchester in the last month or so, and one of them was appalling in the game that he refereed. So, you know, it what goes around comes around in this regard. You're going to get refereed by people from districts that you don't view favourable to you. But let's not forget, we've had Michael Oliver referee games this season. And while it's unclear who Robert Jones or Paul Tierney or any of these people support, there is no question that Michael Oliver is a Newcastle fan. He has been pictured in Newcastle jerseys on numerous occasions. And I get that they don't put Oliver in charge of Newcastle games, but when he referees games involving Liverpool, United or for now, from now, any of the big six, you will have to question his motives because a decision that costs Liverpool will benefit Newcastle. Now, I don't know who Robert Jones supports. I don't really care who he supports. I'd be fairly certain it's not us. I'd also be fairly aware of the fact that people from the Wirral aren't always the biggest fans of people from the city of Liverpool. So, you know, I'm not really sure where the crying comes from. We've had Michael Oliver this season. 
we've had two referees from Greater Manchester this season. Referees from Greater Manchester who grew up in an era of dominance by Manchester United and may well be United fans, but we don't get to say much of anything about that, do we? But, uh, yeah, we can only hope that Brighton can go up north and do a job. They obviously walloped Arsenal at the weekend. Their style of play is pretty well set up to play through Newcastle. But we saw them get countered to death by Everton, who are a much worse team than Newcastle. So it really could go either way. But if Brighton can win, then the Toon will have to win both of their last two games. And that away trip to Chelsea on the final day will be tricky. So let's keep an eye on that. Um, We'll just go around the main Liverpool websites, I suppose. There's not a whole lot going on, so we might as well see what people are saying. Uh, Liverpool poised to pounce as Jurgen Klopp has Reds falling back in love. Europe confirmed, but what do Liverpool need from Manchester United and Newcastle for top four? Well, for United, it's very simple. We need them to take five points or less from their remaining three games. Bournemouth away, Chelsea home, Fulham home. From Newcastle, we need them to take four or less from Brighton home, Leicester home, Chelsea away. Now, there is a chance that if Newcastle get five, and we can absolutely demolish, say, Southampton. We could finish above them on goal difference, but they do have an advantage on us right now, and they do get Leicester at home. So, in all likelihood, we need them to finish these three games with less, with, with four points or less. Um, corner turned and Jones' role assessed. The last word on Leicester nil, Liverpool three. Six Liverpool players set for Anfield send-off. Klopp wants to show the love. So, obviously the most high-profile and the most deserving is Bobby. But Milner, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita and Adrian will also leave with their contracts expiring. And Artur's end will co- alone will come to an end. Now, look, the poor lad, it, it's just been a horror show of a year for him. What did he play? 13, 14 minutes against Napoli? Awful. Absolutely awful. But the rest of them will get their flowers and they'll get their commemorative awards or whatever we give them. They'll be given something, some kind of memento. Bobby represents the third member of what people see as Liverpool's team 2018 to 2020 to leave. Obviously, Ginny went first. Then it was Sadio. Now it's Bobby. Not really sure who'd be next moving forward, but likely that in 12 months we might be saying goodbye to somebody else as well. And and that's what it's going to be moving forward, is saying goodbye to that team. The truth is we've held on to some of them for too long, but, you know... Time waits for nobody. Um, there's a piece here about an ex-Liverpool man who is the highest paid player in the MLS. 
and that is Jordan Shakiri. Uh, wasn't aware that he was the highest paid player in the MLS, but congrats to him on that. Um, he's super talented, obviously, as we know, but unfortunately for Shaq, he just couldn't. He's never really found consistency in Europe when he was with Inter and Bayern and ourselves. He just couldn't find consistency. With Stoke under less pressure, he was able to perform at a good level for Stoke. And obviously, he's got some great moments for us, notably the semi-final second leg against Barcelona. That cross for Ginny Wijnaldum is one of the forgotten moments in that game, but that is one of the best crosses you'll ever see. There is a piece here about Jurgen Klopp being regularly in contact with the CEO of Borussia Dortmund, Aki Watzke, to congratulate him after Dortmund win games. He's keeping an eye on that title race. Two games left. The White says four games left. There are two games left. There's 34 games in a Bundesliga season. Am I wrong on that? I don't think I am. I think that's just a wording error on the on the This Is Anfield website. 32 games left. 32 games played, rather. Yeah, it's a 34-game season, so... Dortmund will play Augsburg and then Mainz, while Bayern have Leipzig and then Cologne away. There is a chance that Bayern drop points. And that's, I suppose, what we're all hoping for, is that Bayern will drop points and Dortmund will go on and win that title because it would be nice to see somebody different win the Bundesliga. And obviously, you know, we've all... We may not be getting Jude, but we've all invested quite a lot in Jude over the years. And uh, it would be nice to see him sign off his Borussia Dortmund career with a, a Bundesliga title. There's a piece put together here with a whole bunch of different bits of news, including what I mentioned yesterday about Liverpool looking to complete a deal of up to 800 grand for 14-year-old Harvey Owen from Wolves. Um, Curtis Jones says he's keeping his feet on the ground following his two goals and man of the match display against Leicester. John Brooks has been named the referee for Liverpool's game with Villa at the weekend. He's the referee that Klopp uh, accosted against Spurs. He's the, the, he was the fourth official in that game. James Milner is being pursued by Leeds. I think Burnley are still in for him, but Brighton do look like they're the, the favourites to get him. I thought Burnley would have made the most sense. He'd play more there. And one of his best mates is the manager. Uh, Liverpool previously looked at Roma Sporting Director, director Thiago Pinto to fill the vacant position. Um, he's done a very good job at Roma. You'd wonder why we didn't go down that road. Liverpool are confident that Roberto Firmino will take part versus Aston Villa. That is according to David Lynch. Uh, so fingers crossed he does get, you know, even if it's even if it's two minutes on the pitch. Even if he's to come on on crutches, just get him on the pitch. Just so everybody can properly say goodbye. Uh, Napoli sporting director Cristiano Gentuli shut himself up in a hotel room with Victor Osman to convince the striker to sign for Napoli over Liverpool. <clears throat> that is a story being told by an Italian journalist. 
A story that I would have a, a tough time believing, to be completely honest. So Osterman moved to Napoli in the summer of 2020. I mean, maybe we looked at him before before we signed Jota. But they paid like 70 million euro for him at the time. And we were penny pinching to beat the band at the time. So I do have a tough time believing that that's true. But if we have missed out on him, that is a shame. Rafa Benitez has told Sky Sports that Newcastle have the advantage over Liverpool in the race for top four. That is indeed how tables work. And as Guy points out, that was the same summer we tried to sign Timo Werner and wouldn't pay £47 million. So the idea that we were going to pay £70 million for Osman just doesn't really seem true. Referee Howard Webb says they can't play referee audio during live matches, despite steps forward for some clips to pub- become publicly available. Um, Howard Webb is, is telling lies. Darwin Nunes has himself a new international manager. Marcelo Bielsa is the new head coach of the Uruguayan national team. So that should be great fun. Nunes, Ugarte, Valverde. That's a really exciting team. Arejo obviously is the building block at the back. Should be fun. What is Operation Anfield Exercise? So Please stand by for Operation Anfield Exercise has been ringing around Anfield for years and years and years. And I remember going to a home game against Arsenal. It must have been maybe 2002, 2002, maybe 2003. And the entire away support started doing lunges when... The, the announcement came over, um, which was absolutely hilarious, to be fair to the Arsenal fans. That was back when they did have a sense of humour. Uh, so it's to do with Stewart's practice and uh, making sure that, you know, all their all their checklists are complete, etc., etc. Um, let me see. I don't mention any names. Klopsy's funny side after eventual free kick success. So Jürgen has talked about the free kick that Trent scored against Leicester and said that we should have scored from it before, but one of our own players stopped it going in. And that would, of course, be our captain, the only bit of defensive work he's done all season, you might say. Um, That's pretty much everything on This Is Anfield. We'll move to Liverpool.com. Pep Linders has already found the next Roberto Firmino and he eats football. That's a comment Klopp made about Cody Gakpo. Not really sure what it means. I think he meant eats, sleeps and breeds football, but, you know, we'll we'll take it. Uh, Sadio Mane has laid down Luis Diaz challenge as brutal Liverpool selection criteria made clear. Bayern Munich makes brutal Sadio Mane decision as Liverpool could make excellent free transfer. So Bayern have decided that Sadio has no future at the club and he will he will be someone they'll look to move on this year. Serial league winner could 
the free Liverpool midfield fix. Oh, it's Adrian Rabio. Um, as a player, really good. As a an influence around the place, maybe a bit disruptive. So maybe one to pass on. Jurgen Klopp has found Philippe Coutinho error. Sorry, Liverpool has found Philippe Coutinho error as Jurgen Klopp strikes gold in Ginny Wijnaldum's search. So this is a suggestion that Curtis Jones is both Philippe Coutinho and Ginny Wijnaldum. Uh, of course, he is neither. He plays like neither. He is, in fact, Curtis Jones. And uh, that piece is, without even reading it, I know it's going to be rubbish. It's no, it's going to be rubbish. Liverpool should not dismiss ideal free transfer as Jurgen Klopp gets look at next Ginny Wijnaldum. And the picture here is Yuri Tielemans. There is nothing about Yuri Tielemans that is ideal. Nothing. FSG response clear amid fourth money ball blow as Jurgen Klopp to lead Liverpool evolution. Nicolo Barella sends Liverpool a Champions League reminder as two more should make our transfer list. Liverpool knows fifth place truth as UEFA rule change and five-year reality alters FSG picture. And Jurgen Klopp drops hint on Liverpool star targeting Ballon d'Or amid Victor Osman possibility. Um... Oh, it's Fabio Carvalho has talked in the past about wanting to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, maybe not. Um, hmm. Then there's a piece about Jörg Schmatke and loaning people out. Uh, the loans he, sh- he sanctioned have given a new lease of life to players like Victor Osman, Loan wasn't sanctioned by him. Astor Franks, that was a bad loan, a really bad loan uh, that didn't do him any favours and certainly didn't do Wolfsburg any favours. He's barely played for Milan and I don't really know how anybody could look at that and say that that loan uh, has worked out for the player. But he is actually a very good player that... I could see doing quite well if he comes to the Premier League at some point. And Josep Bricalo, another one that was loaned out to Fiorentina, uh, another one who has not done well on his loan. So I'm not really sure um, what lease of life these players have had due to their loans. Maybe he means the Torino loan last. Maybe they mean the Torino loan last year. Maybe that's what they mean, which, uh, to be fair, went okay. Not great, but okay. On AnfieldIndex.com, there's a bunch of new writing. Uh, Curtis Jones caught in the crossfire, written by Samuel Maguire. Do check that one out. Six is the magic number. DM please Jürgen. Uh, That was written by David Davis. I've seen some people talk about Fabinho and say that we don't need a new holding midfielder, uh, but we very, very clearly do. Fabinho's had a decent run of late, much better than he had been. But the idea that this is Fabinho back to his best is 
is actually quite insulting to what he was at his best. And we've also been, other than, like, obviously the last three games we've kept clean sheets, but, you know, we haven't been great defensively in this run. And teams have quite easily moved through our midfield at times. And Fab does look quite slow. There's a really good piece here um, regarding Curtis and Trent and the difference they've made to the pressing taken from the under pressure pod. The news team have put that together. So check that one out. James Ward-Prowse isn't the answer to Liverpool's midfield problems. That piece was written by Ben Poscott. Um, James Ward-Prowse is not a good player. He just isn't a good player. In fact, he's fairly dreadful. Other than set pieces, he does absolutely nothing well. His passing is average. Off the ball, he's below average. He's one of the worst dribblers you'll ever see. Like, just in case you think I'm I'm being harsh, let's get his FB ref page up while I have you here. So we go to the complete scouting report. And obviously, you know, goals per 90, that's quite good, aided and abetted massively by uh, his free kicks. If we look at his passing numbers, overall he competes he completes 78.8% of his passes. That's in the 28th percentile, which is really poor. On short passes, he completes 90.3. That's in the 71st percentile. Not good. Medium passes, 84.9, the 36th percentile. Really not good. And on long passes, he completes 44.3% in the 4th percentile. That's abysmal. The idea that James Ward-Prowse is some sort of great passer is rooted only in, in fantasy. It's just not true at all. He's an exceptional dead ball taker. Exceptional. And he ranks in the 97th and 96th percentile for dead ball passes and passes from free kicks. But for live ball passes, he's in the 58th percentile, which is not good. He's not great on through balls. Not great on switches. He's a good crosser. Again, a lot of that comes from set pieces. He's a very good corner taker. But from live ball situations, he's creating only 1.6 shooting chances per game. Shot creating actions per game. 1.6 shot creating actions per game. From live ball situations. That's in the 39th percentile. Again, from dead ball, 1.49, which is the 98th percentile. So this gives people the idea that he's some great passer, but his open play passing is poor. And defensively, he's really poor. So James Ward-Prowse would be a dreadful signing for us. And this piece, I think, is based off Micah Richards saying that we should sign him. Micah Richards is a moron of the highest order. So I'm glad Ben's put that piece together there. There's an outstanding piece on Virgil on the website uh, written by some Irish rogue. Uh, it's a long read, but if you have, you know, eight minutes, 
I think uh, I think you might like that one. And then we've got some podcasts. We've got a new AI scouted where we had a look at the end of the season and who will end up in the top four and who will go down. There is a new Scouts or Tommies with Jim Boardman and Jay Reed, so check that one out. There's the new Under Pressure, as mentioned, and that article kind of goes hand in hand with it. That's something you're going to see more of from us. We're going to do kind of articles that are a lead-in to some of these podcasts moving forward. And then there is a transfer show with Trev and Dave Davis, which you can listen to as well. That's down as a pro plus. Uh, Media Matters is being recorded as we speak. Dave Davis was taking care of that. Won't won't spoil anything, but should be a good one. And uh, we've got another scouted in the pipeline. We'll have another one for uh, Villa. There'll be Rival Recon. There'll be a bunch more stuff. So check everything out when it comes out. And that's all I have. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.